Okay. A lot of people ain't got their mamas. I ain't got my mama. No, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo that says motherless. <clears throat> There's a lot of motherless people out there. They got a porno site called motherless.com. They got a bunch of scat videos on there. Are you serious? So that's what they feel happens to the motherless. They just that's like the only <clears throat> thing about. I mean, that's the reality is though. You know, I am motherless. But I ain't never thought about doing scat videos. Well, I mean, we're supposed to leave our mamas. I mean, that's what we grow up to do. I think. That's Some of us leave early? No, I think that's more of a, a male concept because, you know, and I hate to, because so many people call men dogs, use this analogy, but, you know, you get that that thing at a certain age, you know, it ain't at the house. So, as a as a, as a man, a young man, you're going to leave out, you know, looking for that. And, but I don't, I don't think that's the case with, you know, the female, with the daughters, the female. I don't know what I left looking for. I left, and I left with a vengeance. I was everywhere. I thought I was the shit. Maybe you didn't leave looking for anything. Maybe you figured, like, it can't be no worse out there than it is in the house. I mean, that's how I felt. You know, I was like, I don't give a fuck what's going on in the world. Well, see, for me... It can't be no worse than this shit I'm going through in this house. For me, that, it was, that was like a gospel. It was like, no matter what I was doing, no matter what was going on, it was better than what I came from. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. So, I don't even know how you put that in a 21st century perspective. And somebody once told me, you got a problem. When I first got out of prison, I didn't have anywhere to go. I was just moving around spot to spot. And they was asking, you got a problem. Why are you, why are you sitting, sleeping outside? You got a problem with like talking to people or asking help? And I was like, no, it's not that. It's just that you can't trust everybody. No, so I got to get, I have, I've told him I have to get this on my own. And right now, if I feel like sleeping in this little cubicle behind this church, this is where I'm going to sleep at until I get shit together. Because no, for me, I still think no matter what, I better get my ass whooped. <laughs> Your ass handed to you. I mean, there was nothing I can do as a child. And, and see, that's the thing, you know, like, because I guess I never, I, I didn't go in depth by the time this shit spilled over when I got older, and I was talking to my cousins, you know, like, you know, in my grandmama's house, you know, so we all got the whoopings, you know, that you probably hear comedians talk about in the black yeah. household, but... The whips, I mean, the, the branches. That, well, I'll say belts and, 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 and switches and then a couple more creative things, people that talk about racetrack, extension cord, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, <clears throat> that because of that, that's blurred the line of like abuse, you know? And some people just can casually say, oh, that's abuse. And whether it is or not, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's what my cousins, you know, like, oh, we all got whoopings. No, you all got whoopings when, you know, by people that were related to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about some shit that happened to me, you know, from a nigga off the street. So, <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't blood, it's his stepfather. It, you know, it wasn't even that he was my my stepfather. He had the right for my mother to beat on me before they got married. 
you know, she, I mean, in my mind, she was just completely weak and whatever it took, you know, to make him stay, that's what she did. She turned a, a blind eye to what I was going through at that time presently trying to escape her past. Yeah. You know, trying to make good on some shit. And she did it at, you know. You know, because people don't realize that male or female, there's abusers out there. And there's levels to everything. But because I don't really have any, you know, I, I never really had anybody to talk to about it. So it, now I would just say, oh, you know, you know, abuse, yeah, and this. But I mean, like for me, it, it, it was the, it was the torture. Yeah. Not, I'm not talking about. I, I felt, you know, what I'm saying like it was a feeling of, you know, I'm talking about no, it was actually torture. I was actually tortured in my house. I was actually stalked. You know. In, in my house, I was, I was entertaining. Do you think you had some type of something to do with the aggression and wanting to act out on you sexually? I. It's funny you say that. Um, I, I went back probably a couple of weeks ago, and I went back to the age that I was, so I could compute her age and his age, and think about well, what do I know? At my age now, of yeah. people, how they, you know, act, and let's just say that didn't look positive. And I think it was 31 when, you know, and I, I think that because my mama was so obviously a bust down to him that it wasn't so much as a sexual thing in the beginning. It was, you know. I just, I can't. Yeah. You know, I think he was a, a angry person, and I think he still is. And it was I, a power trip thing. Yeah, and by him being so unhappy and losing his family, I became his whipping post. Mm, yeah. Then later, I think it became more sexual with the, you know, S&M part of it. But, you know, my, my people kind of country. They don't get that. They just, you know, they just know about regular old sex. Yeah. They don't know nothing about all these accessories and this, you know, fetishes and all of that. And, you know, just even talking about abuse, like, you know, uh, to in in detail. It's taboo. Yeah. Yeah. So to take it to where it had happened to me, you know, everybody was like, nah, 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 I don't want to hear that. I mean, see, that's the problem with, and that's the one thing that I do like about the Me Too movement is that it has accelerated the speaking up, the talking about it, and not making it so taboo. Because it's happening so much, everybody's starting to see things, starting to recognize. But I mean, you just have to, and now you have to prepare your children. Because I remember, like, mine started with, like, kissing the babysitter, you know? Mm. And and it wasn't even really her that we started when she had me kissing her sister. She had two twin sisters, little sisters that were my age. So she was a director. Yeah. And then she had a little brother that was 
my sister's age. Oh, so she had a whole cast to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she, I just bubbled out. You know, even if you could see this podcast, you wouldn't have seen that. But I, you know, I all I have to hear is a half or something, and just I can just let it fly. Especially when we're talking about pe- people and yeah. power tripping, and you know, left to their own devices. You and know, yeah, I never happen. even looked at it as a director, like, but yeah. That's what it is. You find somebody and they just... See, I think that's what, like, that whole cuckold situation is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's a, somebody's a director. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, the, the female in the couple or it's a male in the couple, couple they're, you know, they, they're doing this whole, you know, sequence, you know, dance or something. And part of the planning, you know, which directors, you know, that, that all goes with it. It's a, and when you can give somebody, like say for instance, Spike Lee's first movie after she's got a habit, School Days, I believe the success of that first movie got him so much money for School Days that he didn't know what to do with it. That's what that movie looks like to me. Mm. It was like, like I know I've been in certain jobs and the budget comes around like, oh my God, hurry up, spend the money because if you don't spend it, you'll lose it. I think you have that same instance in, like, what you were talking about in your abuse situation. Yeah, there's one person who doesn't really have the tools, you know, I don't say it. Tools, the, the, the capacity. To, yeah, to, to, to well, I don't, because I'm not saying that they don't know they're like doing the, wrong. Some and, people lack a moral capacity, though. They do. They do. However, it's kind of hard to, you know, to actually meet somebody because there are a lot of people. You know, I mean, like you said, she has to know she was doing wrong because, like, when we got busted, like, when the situation came to a head to, like, reveal all the shit that was going on, mm-hmm. she was trying to cover ass. It's not like she was yeah, going to so just be open that, about it. Like, yeah, this is what we're doing. No, nah, she was trying to cover that shit. So then that she knows that she had a moral capacity, however short or small yeah. it is. She uh she passed away when I was seventeen. Hmm. She had HIV. How old was she when she died? Um. Let's see. She was eighteen at the time. This stuff was going on. The was at the last time she was turned. She turned eighteen. I was like eleven, about to be twelve. So. At that six years to that, when I was seventeen, just about to be eighteen, it was like my birthday was in you know my birthday December, and this had to be around March or so, no August or some shit. I went so over you, there. You're saying she died uh, quite a few years before her thirtieth birthday. Oh yeah, that's a, you know, uh, I have my own personal thing about like twenty six HIV and you know from. What it is to the transmitting of it to, you know, whether or not you know you, you have to die from it or it's actually it's a, so magic is not dead. Well, how long has it been though? Well, see, I mean, like if you want to go with what they say, you know, the white folks say it's a virus. Well, we know viruses can lie dormant. You yeah. know, like no matter. How, how what you do if you know you catch a cold you catch a cold yeah you can't do nothing about it you can try to alleviate the symptoms but 
it's a virus. White folks say we have no cure or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, I just, you know, I think it's a very curious diagnosis, HIV. I almost, you know, saying, think of it as a, as a rare blood type. You want to know something weird about this that I've discovered? No what? That there are scientists that have, I'm going to find the, the research for you. But they find that there have been HIV cells hiding in cancerous areas or tumors. So they wouldn't come up in a blood test. You have to biopsy the tumor. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because I was in the math, but then I mean, like, you know, I don't really get, uh, you know, idea of cancer. And, you know, you got one school of thought that says, you know, you can't, you know, uh, uh, oxygen-rich body, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's still become a, cancerous. It's still a scary thought. What, one, of the, one thing that creeps me the fuck out is this parasite. It's called Toxoplasma gondii. Now, what this parasite does, it finds a host so that it can be delivered into the belly of like a bird or a cat. But it has to do this through something that these things eat. Because they can only reproduce in the belly of a cat or a bird. You know what I mean? They need the enzymes in the stomach. So they don't reproduce in any other in any other host. But they can live in other hosts. And Toxoplasma gondii has to get into these hosts, these, these cats, these birds. So what it does is it makes its hosts sexually attracted to the smell of cat's urine and it also makes them fearless so if you see these little rats they be in the experience that they did these little rats just run straight towards the cats no, like nothing normally they run away from it far before the cat is even in there because they can smell the cat you know what i mean these motherfuckers go straight to the source I've seen rats jump in cat's mouth in these videos. Well, maybe if you inhibit the rat's brain in some sort of way, you make an ultimate universal, you know, soldier. Like, well, you already see it with the the little old ladies, the, the ladies that like cats. When they were studying these women that died, they tested their bloods. They had a, a high level of Toxoplasma gondii. A lot of people have this parasite in them, and they don't even know it. But it seems that they have, if they have a predominant presence of this parasite in their brain. I mean, to me, it makes sense. It's, you know, you said cat lady, so you, you know. You, you know what I'm talking about. No, I'm not talking about the people that just like cats. I'm not trying to say you are. Every neighborhood has I'm them. That lady that will kick your ass if you touch her front yard. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, I believe that if you live with five to ten cats, I'm not even talking about these crazy situations where people got 300 in the house. Is five to ten I cats believe, too much? I believe if you live with five to ten cats, house cats, that that makes sense. That with, or dog, I mean, like, whatever the fuck you living with, I'm not surprised if somebody finds traces of it. So when you amp it up, and go from one animal, because I'm not even sure, and this is a former, you know, pet owner that I don't 
think I could ever be again. Yeah. But as you know, I I think that if you amp amp that up from like I said one dog to you know ten dogs, you know from the dander that comes off from the hair, it's just it's too much. You know, it's too much living around people. <laughs> Hey man, hey, it's just so much going on with people. I mean, I mean, I, that's one of the reasons that I send my son to the school that he goes to because I don't want my son going to a bathroom with you know three thousand motherfuckers and shit. So you know, he he's a, you know a little older, like he knows what it is to go into a public restroom. You know, um, okay, yeah, I was very smart. It's not that. It's just that some things that you know it. It just really takes age, you know. Yeah. To um, I'm pretty sure the way you clean certain parts of your body now are different, different than when you were eight or seven. So even probably when you consider <laughs> washing your hands, like when I tell him, how many people you think didn't even take clean a part? Just jump in there, and get wet, get out. That's, that's what I'm saying. So you know. When you start talking about being in the world, I think one of the reasons that I, my kids probably didn't, you know, get too sick, you know, when they were young is because I didn't take my kids a whole bunch of places where other folks were breeding. Yeah. Like, you know, as much as I like to maybe go to the mall or go out to eat, you know, I did those things in accordance to where I felt my children's immune systems were. Well, our... our our intelligence has expanded society and what it used to be. We, we were never this close to each other. I mean, right now, we're in everybody's pocket. We're in each other's pockets. That's how close we are now. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody knows everybody's business and it's affecting the overall mental health of society, like the societal mental health. I'm just trying to figure out how you gonna know everybody else's business, but you don't know what's going on in your house. Cause people always watching. They ain't they ain't paying no attention. They ain't watching what's going on in your house. They ain't paying no attention. So if but they should be paying attention. Like like the feds is paying attention now. They listening to us, mm-hmm. or whoever else listening to us. Whoever's listening to us right now, they paying attention. They know something's going on. They watching this shit, and they getting ready for whatever the fuck gonna jump out. Something's always going on. You know, the world is ever moving. So it's always something going on. Either. Like the end of the world is only, not the end of the whole world, it's just the end of your world. So. That's why I love that song. He says it so clearly. It's the end of the world as you know it or as we know it. And he feels fun because it's just as we know it. Things change all the time. I thought I was going to just lose my shit when I went to prison. And I ended up just excelling like like, if it was great, if I was graded, I would get A pluses on prison. Well, and I guess that's what you want to get, you know. I think you want to get an A plus any fucking thing you do. No, but I'm talking about for what prison is. I mean, it's half punishment, half rehab, right? It's supposed to be all rehabilitation. No, there got to be some punishment phase in there. So what I'm saying is, fuck punishment. If you came out with an A or an A plus, then you did the damn thing. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And that's I mean, it. as far as being reformed and all that other stuff that go with what people say now that you paid your debt to society and all that type of shit. I'm fine. I know that I did my thing. 
I learned how to fuck with brick. I learned how to do. I learned how to weld. Um, I learned how to run a loom in a textile mill. That was my favorite job. Running a loom was awesome. That shit was so. It was so zen because all you have all these machines just this loud noise. It's just like white noise everywhere. You can't hear shit. People have to yell to be heard. And I was by myself for the most part of the time, just making sure the looms kept running to ensure that noise kept going. I was like, you got damn right. I'm going to make sure it stays noisy up in this bitch. That's what I like to do. But that was a quiet way of me doing it. It was weird. I loved it. I wish there was a mill close by. I'd work at that bitch quick. You know what I enjoyed? Uh, um, doing all the jobs I had. Buffing floors. Buffing floors? When you buff floors, you usually buff them at night. Nobody's around. You know, there was a... The, the white noise is not as much, but then, you know... But there's you know, nobody there. That, you know, you can kind of take pride the same way people talk about leaving lines in the carpet when they're vacuuming. Yeah. When you buffing, you know, there's a certain pattern that you can, you know, see. And there's a... I don't know. It's a certain amount of soothing for me. Shit, it looks like fun. Just put the music oh, on and... Yeah. It's not so much as fun, you know, because it, it really doesn't start out like that. And I can't remember how quickly it went to change, but once the, you know, once the relaxation part of it, like, I mean, you know, I found out I had to do it and I'm fine up in the middle of the night. I would rather be sleeping and got all this type of stuff. But, you know, once I got into it, you know, it was just... It had the same effect as when people get up in the morning sometimes and take a walk. Yeah, meditate. It had a couple, yeah, it was. That, it takes so. you. It takes you outside of uh, yourself, really, and your monkey mind. All these this and that. Oh, if this happens. Oh, if that happens. Oh, if this happens. We get so caught up chasing little foxes around the yard when all we need to do is sit on the porch and scat, make them scatter with a gun or something. We ain't thinking about that though. No, I we always want. We always want to catch something. And a lot of us, a lot of us don't want to miss something. It's like if they're not in there, they're not there, they're not in the moment, they're going to miss out. I had a professor who was a millionaire. And part of his portfolio was about 10 houses. Um, 10 houses? What do you mean? Uh, residential houses. You know, talking about um, residential. Yeah, I mean... It was, it was like they were like on music row in Nashville. Oh, when you say part of his portfolio, because there's I mean, ten houses like that, like if you no, had because he had a restaurant, you know, if he had the, a like the FBI company. has a dossier on everybody. <laughs> no, I'm saying like he had a, a diverse, you know, situation when it came to you know his money. Yeah, and um, I had run into a situation where I needed money. I told you, me and him, uh, you know, I was just enamored of him as a student. Yeah, make a long story short, you know, he's, you know, he was like come by the house and stuff. So he ended up, you know, like we jumped in the car once I got this house and um you know, he just pulled out the lawnmower, you know, he started thinking like, Wow, so after you know, everything was said and done and shit. You know, I, you know, I asked him about it and he was like, No, he said, I enjoy this. He said, Any other time people are asking me five million questions, all it is is just think, 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 think. He's like when I'm out here cutting yeah. this grass and like I'm saying, like, this is a, a a millionaire. I'm not talking about like the kind you necessarily see on T V, but you know, he's a little more than a millionaire. Well off ain't worried about money. Yes, and he and, and out of all of the things he had going, his most relaxing, greatest joy was cutting the grasses 
I mean, the grass as opposed to hiring some, but I mean, like it, that, that never occurred to him. And it wasn't because he was such a penny pincher. Side note, he was Jewish, but it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, you know, hey. he, found it, he found it mentally relaxing to be able to, you know, just zone out. You got to find your zen. If you don't find your zen in life, you, you lose. Always be able to 